Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of the Travel Dive Podcast. Two weeks in a row, we talk about a dub, man. The commander's dub, man. Welcome in uh, to the Travel Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Marley Mall. Coach Mall, hand dog ball, man, off the yak right now. You know what I'm saying? Feeling good, bruh. Um, before we get into I guess AJ's in, I said yes, co-host. Uh, AJ's in here. Dre is having some issues. I'm not too sure, but I know he's trying to log in now. Um, make sure you hit that like button, make sure that subscribe button. If you are on the Apple side, man, you know what to do. Hit the rating and review. We definitely appreciate that. All the support and things like that. AJ. What's going on with you, player? How you feeling, man? Coming off of uh, what's that? A, a thirty-seven, or I guess the last score. The hell, Mary really messed things up. But they were on a a, a thirty, a thirty-two to six run up until that touchdown. But thirty-two thirteen to close out the game for the Commanders after going down eighteen. Man, how you feeling, boss? I'm good. I'm just uh, while we was waiting for the show to kick off, I'm seeing all these these comments. Joshua, my boy. I will grant you the platform to join us on the show tonight to tell me why you think I am Mr. Negative and Mr. Grouch. <laughs> well, you are, AJ. So if, you, if, if you if you want to chime in, tell me what I say negatively that isn't true. He said, can we get you like that? First of all, hey, Kenny, appreciate you checking in. We ain't doing, no, we moving on. It ain't no. Nah, we're we not dealing with. We're no, not moving. We ain't on. dealing with no Kirk. We ain't dealing with no we, Kirk. We gonna have. That. We gonna no, have. A, like we gonna have. Oh, I thought you was talking about the other dude. I'm like, we about to have a oh, Stephen nah. A. Terrell Owens moment. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> Kenny, come, Kenny. come to Jesus moment. And AJ, AJ, why, why would you quiet in the group chat today, man? Me and Mo was the only ones fucking talking in the group chat today, man. Oh, no, nah, he so was I, on. My phone, my phone been tripping, dog. So. I ain't seen oh, no I, text. I, I'm yeah, gonna say Joshua right. Because <laughs> when I you see, see him in the group, I ain't seen no you know? text. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you was abandoning us, bro. Yeah, he, <laughs> nah, he was on he's he been this, on Twitter though, but you know what I'm yeah, saying? He this game, come. this game, this game was definitely wild. So I'm excited for us to get into it. Hey, well, well, let's go ahead and get right into things, man. Chat, everybody, man. What is your one sentence takeaway from today's game? Um, I'll kick things off. Uh, and and mine's just near and dear to my heart that I've been saying for the past couple of weeks, and and that I well, I mean, me and me and Dre have been saying it, but um, just like a tight end could be a quarterback's best friend, so can a running back. Um, and I think for Washington, uh, there's a lot of different angles that we can play. It's like the, the turnaround started off with the defensive side of the football to really get things going, but I, I think with Washington, one of the biggest things that really stood out to me was um like the last couple of weeks they or last couple of weeks including today they've been finding ways to get away from the ground game and they had to find what works in. and obviously um with the, the way they were able to slow things down in the second half and having a, a two-way option in terms of being able to run and pass the ball efficiently um things really things really worked out well for that that offense um the time of possession worked out well for the team overall that defense when they got on the field um, while that's separate from the run game, 
you were able to see a, a, a team that was able to play with their, their ears pinned back, man, a more aggressive style nature, uh, thinking that they can really believe on like both sides were just confident in what they were able to do in the trenches. Um, but just like the tight end can be a quarterback's best friend, so can a running back and so can a run game. Um, fellas, what is y'all one sentence take away from today's game? Damn, was, uh, was that your one sentence? <laughs> well, I mean, one, it was a one, one, one sentence, sentence, and you got it. Look, God you got it. You got a one. You got a one sentence, and you got it. I'm. Ex- I, I, I gotta explain my sentence, man. Yeah, before we even get started, man, appreciate you checking in. Appreciate the donation, man, to the to the channel, Trapper Dog Channel, man. We definitely appreciate you all that check in on a weekly basis. Appreciate that, big dog. Um, fellas, where we at? What's y'all one sentence? Man, I I got two sentences for you. That so you ain't, you, motherfucking you ain't hold on, hold on. Nah, you just you I'm just had you, a bro. whole paragraph, a whole soliloquy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, so look, I'm so, just gonna so stop AJ, it. I'm about to say, so AJ, you gonna keep it in five words or what? What you doing? <laughs> I'm gonna do two sentences. Yeah. Okay. My first All sentence right. is bat the motherfucking ball down on Hail Marys. Yes, bro. Okay. Yes. Don't bat the, it up. The, Don't bat it up. The <laughs> second, the second sentence is. Once again, like I said last week, emotional roller coaster. Okay, see, okay. all right, if, I look, I'm cool oh, with you, that style. You, you we, wanted more? No, we thought you wanted more. I'm cool with that style. I thought we were, I thought we were explaining ourselves, but we yeah, we oh, can nah. leave it at the sentence. I mean, leave it at the I, sentence, I could bro. explain it. I guess I could explain it, but I was gonna give Dre the opportunity to get his uh sentence off. Go go for it, Dre. Where you at? But yeah, we I still mean, working the kinks out, man. We're gonna get this shit together. <laughs> I, I, just like last week, I have one word, and last week's word was exhausting. This week's word is resilience. I mean, they showed resilience. You know, they they fought, man. Because I was on, I was feeling like AJ after that twenty-one three start. I was ready to fire Ron Rivera. I was ready to fire Sam Howell. Everybody on that field, I was ready to fire. But then Jamin Davis made that play of the game, and the whole game changed. Everybody started playing. They came back. And they made the run that they did, man. And that was heart. I mean, you know, you got to have heart as a team. And I love to see that from my team to have that type of heart and resilience to come back and not even just take the leap, but to win that game, even though it was scary at the end, but they finished it. But again, the heart and resiliency, that's my one word. One sentence, heart, resiliency. See, now, y'all didn't, y'all didn't say nothing when he went for, for 30 words. Hey, I told you one word, hey, but man. I <laughs> I, I, I said, "Hey, let Drake get his little his little sentence off," and this man went another soliloquy as well. Like, right, hey, we're gonna we're gonna get this shit together, bro. I'm not uh, so, just told my life story. It's all right. <laughs> hey, I, hey, PC said it though, man. That's why we play for four quarters, bro. Um, I, I think honestly, man, um, when you start from the from the top down, like it don't get no worse than how they started the the offense. Like you knew early on that the offense had some rhythm, but they couldn't sustain drives because of whatever which reason, whether it's pressure, um, allowed, whether it's um penalties, uh self self-inflicted mistakes, not being able to handle certain things, and you get yourself in trouble when you get on that plus side of the field. The defense couldn't stop anything, whether it's the run game or the pass game, giving up big plays. Uh Sean Payton did a really good job in that first quarter and a half of really uh uh, manipulating the pocket or or scheming up some some protection for for Russell Wilson and and he was able to take advantage of that. Um and then your special teams, your special teams what has a a missed field goal that goes wide right and then your punt return or your punt unit, punt coverage unit gives up a 45 yard two, return. You got two missed field goals. Yeah, yeah. Um but but early on and and then yes, okay. your your 59 but- yard field goal that you missed when they were tied at 21. To take the was lead. that? But I was gonna say, Mo, uh, that the first field goal that was on your boy Cheese, wasn't it? Cheeseman, yeah, that, uh, that that's, bad that's, snap. That's the guy. That's we've that's been talking about that since the off season. That's, <laughs> I mean, we, guy, we, we didn't get to we didn't get to do a show during the week, but there was a quote that came out where they asked Ron Rivera specifically about Cheeseman, and once again, it's it's never proactive; it's always reactive when it comes to Ron Rivera, like. The issue has been lingering the entire offseason. Reporters have said it. You know, at first, like, I didn't really pay much attention to it. Dre had mentioned it. Then I started looking into it, and it was like I was seeing the reports. Then you start seeing it in preseason. And even this week, I tweeted once that quote came out. I'm like, he's going to cost them a game, and that's when they're going to try to fix it. 
and you can nip it in the butt now, it's a long snapper. You feel me? <laughs> like, he just snaps the ball. Like, that's it. And if you can't do that and you're putting yourself in bad situations, it's like, what, what's really going on? And then it's even more confusing the momentum that you had in the defense, like how they were attacking Denver's offense for you to, to know that you have a poor snapper at this point, an unreliable kicker to attempt a 59-yard kick. And it's like, that's all you do, Ron. You don't call plays on offense. You don't call plays on defense. You manage the game. And for you to mismanage it in that moment was was insane to me. Like, he really changed – he changed the game, honestly, because he pretty much gave Denver three points. Yeah, he um that that was a that was a a rough a rough instance. Um, I think that when you when you look at the whole situation, you kind of know, especially with your you mentioned it the, the way the defense was playing, you can risk punting it and, and pinning them deep. Uh, but even before we get to that decision, we still got to rewind back because we're talking about them even getting down twenty one to three. Uh, that like you know your offense is moving again. Like, but but you, you you shoot yourself in the foot, but your defense can't keep up. Like you're trying to find this balance of who can really hold this ship afloat, who can make a play. And and I, I want to get your all's thoughts on where your head was at when they were down uh first seven to three or seven seven nothing, and then ultimately 14 to three, then ultimately 21 to three. What were you what were you thinking as the Broncos were building on this lead? I'll give the floor to whoever wants to take the floor first. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, I felt like they were still in the game because the offense was moving the ball. Uh, it's just, you know, they weren't being able to convert into actual touchdowns. Uh, I, I definitely, you know, seen the the roller coaster play of Sam Howe uh, kind of doing too much. But I also seen EB getting into his groove and understanding what he wanted to utilize like, yeah, a lot of people might complain that they threw, a ball, threw the ball too much in the first half. I was perfectly fine with it. Like, you know that you know that your running backs aren't going to bring you explosiveness in the run game. You know, let's, let's create with something short. And the attempts that he made in the first half led to them being able to take advantage of opportunities in the second half. Like, if you go back and look at the connection of the tight end screen, uh, that big screen play to Antonio Gibson – where he goes for, what, 30-some or 40? Uh, like, the fact that they threw the ball so much opened that up, and then they were able to mix in the run later on. But, I mean, overall, I felt like they still had a chance. It's just more so defensively. They got to come out faster, man. Um, but I think that really boils down to the game planning. Like, I don't think that they understand that Cody Barton is a liability. Um, in the pass game, in the run game, uh, just like we watched with Colorado and Colorado State, I mean, Colorado State University last night. If you don't show that you're going to stop something, a smart offensive coordinator is going to keep attacking it, and that's mesh. If you don't have an athletic enough linebacker or players in the middle of the field to go against mesh and understand their depth and, and how they're supposed to read it, guys are going to attack that. And that's exactly what Denver did. They took advantage of those opportunities. They put Barton in space and, and had him make, had him where he had to make decisions. But overall, I didn't feel like the game was, was, was out of reach. Cause even though if you looked at the score, you could see that it was a lot to a little, <laughs> but it was so much time in this game. Like it was so much time in this game due to the fact that Washington was throwing the ball as well. And that was stopping the clock on incompletions. Hey, AJ, while you say you were confident that this could have still been a game at 21-3, I wasn't. I was done. Maul knows it because in the group chat, I said Sam Howell's trash. That's what you said in the chat? I said I oh, said yeah, I was You got pissed. some checking up. You got some yeah, checking up to do, AJ. Hey, I well, I – I, I can't see it. So can you just tell me what you said about Sam Howell being trash in there? I, I, I said exactly that. I said Sam Howell is trash. <laughs> and I said you that said this, the defense um, full of shit. And the defense is full of shit. I said the defense is full of shit. And that's how pissed I was. I mean, I was a- upset and angry 
And it wasn't just because of being in the moment, but more so because I felt like, oh, we're going back down the same path as a team, you know, especially with these slow starts. And it just felt like, oh, man, here we go with this quarterback, another iffy quarterback situation. Here we go again with another slow start to the season on the defense. I know we had had a dominant performance, you know, in the second half against the Cardinals last week. We talked about that, but it was still some things in the Cardinals game that just kind of made me uneasy on defense. I'm like, you know, some of those plays in the first half were just it, it, it just wasn't good. Then they dominated the second half. But then this game, you start off 21-3, and the defense is just getting gashed. I mean, Marvin Mims is just embarrassing you on defense. And we couldn't really do anything on offense but must the three points. So it was no confidence for me, you know, starting off that game until Jamin Davis made the play that he made. I mean, Jamin Davis – and I said this on Twitter. Jamin Davis, it was a play in 2001. I mean, I'm dating myself here. I'm dating a lot of you all. But LeVar Arrington made a big play when we were down 14 yeah. nothing in the Carolina Panthers game in 2001, pick six. It kind of changed the trajectory of LeVar Arrington's career, and it changed the trajectory of the Washington season that year with Marty Schottenheimer. That's what happened in today's game. I don't know if you win that game today if Jamin Davis doesn't make that sack fumble, uh, forced fumble against Russell Wilson. And it was – I love how it happened too. Jamin flashed his speed. I mean, this is the speed we've been hearing about with Jamin Davis since he's been drafted. You know, oh, he has this speed. He can get there. He made that play. And that wasn't the only play that Jamin made in his uh, uh, game. He made another play later in the game that flashed his speed. So maybe he's finally getting it. But, again, I was not confident when we were down to 21-3 because I'm. It, it's just – an accumulation of the years. You know, I, I did not think we were going to come back and win this game. I did tell my son, because we were watching it together, I said, son, so we're only down 21-3. If we can muster anything, we might can make it a game. But I was like, I Jerry got funny, it. Yeah. He, he was like, I'm going like, to talk, I'm gonna talk my shit in the group chat, but I'm going to tell my yeah. son it's a chance. Yeah, I said, I said it's still a chance, but at the same time, I wasn't confident in that chance, you know. But when Jamin made that play, they ended up getting that score – and, and then the two-point conversion. I think they made it 21-11 after the two-point conversion. And then I said, okay, all right. And then I also said this. I didn't say this in the group chat. I said, now, Denver, if we can get a three and out here, we can get another score before halftime. And that's the aggression I love that the team does. Um, you know, this year, we talked about that in preseason with Eric Bieniemy. He's pretty aggressive when it comes to ending halves. Like, we haven't seen that around here before. You know, before – Teams were or offensive coordinators that were here, they were content with kind of just going into the half. Whatever the score is, it is. We don't want to make it any worse than what it is or any better than what it is. Eric Bieniemy, you know, I've had a little bit of questions as far as the run disparity and the pass disparity. But one thing I love about him is his aggression to end halves. Like, he wants to go into a half. Like, I, you know, even if, he, if he's struggling, whether he's up, he wants to go into a half saying, I want to score before this half. I don't care where we are on this field. I want to go into this half with some kind of score and some kind of momentum. And that's what they did. They got that momentum going into the second half. And we were just ready to dominate. In, in the second half, Deron Payne started off perfectly on that drive and that just hey, uh, three straight plays step. what you get a, yes. you get a sack you get a, a a batted pass on third down and then what you had a i think what a tfl on the yes. on the yes. on the third i mean on the second down play yes he like, set the tone he set the tone for that defense right out the gate bro right out the gate yes yes all pro absolutely I, but yes I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, was, I was going to add because, like, I, I think about like what we were down when when the the lead was accumulating for 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 Denver, and I kind of hinted to it. Like, I knew the offense had its moments, but it's all about a matter of clicking, right? You got to find that thing that works, and that's kind of where my my opening, my one sentence takeaway came from was like just returning to balance, like returning to something that that can really even out or level out for your offense, but that's just one part of the story. You look at your defense, and Dre, you mentioned Jamie Davis. Um, you mentioned Deron Payne coming out of the second half for his drive. I think when you think about uh, even, matter of fact, for this conversation, Hail Mary aside, Dre, um, they go up 21-3, but it's only like two big plays that get some of these points. Like they ended, what, it was a, let, let me take a look at this stats right now. Um, they end the they end the game with 399 total yards. The, the Broncos do, but that last drive accumulated for some. Uh, if you bat the ball down, you don't even have close to 300. You don't even have close to 400 yards. Um, but but to that point, this is kind of the game that you were looking for, Dre. When you mentioned against the Arizona Cardinals, you wanted the, the pressure up front. You wanted 
uh, the ability to to see this defense create turnovers and force turnovers. You wanted all these things, and and for it to be a game where the, the defense gives up 33 points, all right, that's one thing. But at the end of the day, like you see from the front line to the secondary, everybody coming together in terms of finding answers um, with your your rush plans and your pressure packages to your cornerbacks playing sound and disciplined and not necessarily falling even on, even on your second level uh like these guys found a way to make it click in that second half um and and really uh late second quarter going into the rest of the, the second half like finding ways to click and I, and I think that's the most important thing um now we do have some like individual concerns right but when you look at that front that front line that that pressure up front that is somebody or that is a unit where you expect them to take over every single every single week. Monte Sweat said um, at, right after the game against the Arizona Cardinals, like, that's exactly what we're supposed to do. You got four first-rounders on this defensive line. like, And James Smith-Williams is starting to make an impact in terms of his, his presence in the past, in the past game. Like, those, are, those are people that you're expecting to step up in those year threes, those year fours. Um, those that's exactly what you need from this unit altogether. Like when you have a deep defensive line, and they don't even have FA Obata yet. Like he's on IR. Um, so you got so many different things going on with that defensive line and, and the way that they're developing and building um as the games go along. Now, granted, we're not gonna sit here and act like the defense, I mean the offensive line for the Broncos are some all pros and things like that, but that doesn't matter. Um, when you're able to close a game out and help contribute, like massively contribute to the reason why you all won the game and turn the game in your favor. It doesn't get any better than that. Like that's, this is exactly the type of game that you wanted to see. And that we all kind of wanted to see uh Dre in terms of how you're able to close in on a mobile quarterback, how you're able to collapse the pocket consistently. And then how you're able to, to force turnovers on the back end. Manuel Forbes should have had like two, two picks in this game. Like he almost had one on the sideline when Russell was trying to throw the ball away. They were Look, on it, bro. I was going to ask I mean, you all too. Percy dropped and, one too, and uh, and I was going to ask both of you all this question: Are we starting to see a star to make it in Emmanuel Forbes? I mean, the dude is making. I mean, he's missed a couple of plays, but he's there in position to make the plays. I mean, he you know you don't really see rookie cornerbacks kind of start early the way he's starting, and if you do, you kind of say that guy might be him. Are we seeing that with Emmanuel Forbes so far to start this season? I'm, I mean, I think I, I am. I think with Emmanuel Forbes, you're seeing a guy that isn't buying into the fact that he's a rookie. He's just playing football. Like, he trusts his film. He trusts the study that he's doing. Uh, because even on the interception that he made, you know, um, getting getting that interception on Sutton, he read, he read the quarterback's eyes. Like, if, if you look at it, he's not even really paying too much attention to Sutton. He's just reading Russell's eyes and made a great play on the ball. If he stays up, that's pick six. You know, like that's this, exactly that's, what I said too, that, bro. That's like, the if that's he, the, if that's, he stays up and he doesn't fumble, bro. I was cold. Yeah, that's that's to the that's to the credit. So that's a guy that just understands football and understands that hey, I'm gonna win some, I'm gonna lose some. Like he lost he lost the one rep against uh Marvin Mims. He was kind of if he had kept running and not looking back to see where the ball was, he he probably doesn't that ball doesn't get caught on him. But I. I feel like Emmanuel Forbes is definitely a ball hawk. I mean, you've seen, you've seen it in college. It's only going to happen in the NFL if he gets in the right situation. And so far, uh, he's been showing that he can get his hands on the ball, pause, uh, in, in two games already. Because, I mean, he's been active He's been active in, in both games as far as being near the ball and being able to make plays. Even, even unfortunately, you know, uh, I guess a rookie mistake, the the hail mary that just happened, he he thought to catch it instead of just batting that thing down. Like if he bats it down, that doesn't happen. But he like, man, let me go ahead and get these numbers up. You feel me? Let me get two two in this game. But yeah, I, I definitely like Forbes as a ball hog. I think that's something that Washington secondary has been missing since D'Angelo Hall has uh you know stepped away from the game. Uh, they really haven't had that type of guy to to flip the field for them. Uh, defensively yeah man and um as we move to to Forbes uh we need to make sure that we we dial in on Chase Young for a second man um speaking of of new guys essentially <laughs> he ain't he ain't been around too much but but the boy the boy that came back um they're talking about the snap count 
the, the man that was on the field damn near every every drive for for damn near every play it felt like and and i think that was something that i was uh encouraged to see i think we talked about it in our in our chat it's just uh, on the side like i i don't see a reason for him to be on a snap count and and maybe they just said that um for i don't even know why they said it but they clearly didn't have him on a snap you, count you know exactly they wanted. why they said it because it's wrong with that. He, he can't he can't shut the hell up it's it's it is what it is, but he on the field, um, and, and he made an impact, man, off rip, uh, one and a half sacks, um, along with uh Montez Sweat, who had one and a half sacks as well. Um, I think we had uh six sacks on the day. James Smith Williams got in a bunch. Jamin Davis got in a bunch, uh, and he kicked things off for for this team. And 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 I I love kind of how um when we talk about what the defense were able to do and turn turning things around, uh, we can talk about the the other side of the football. Um, Sam Howe, Eric Bieniemy had themselves a day. Uh, shout out to Eric Bieniemy because, like, I, I love what he was doing when he was able to really. It was a point in the game where I felt like the calls he couldn't miss. There was a moment where he couldn't miss, and and I think that was just it. I think it was a matter of fact. Let me double check. I want to say that we had um multiple scoring drives in a row. I know it was at least two. One, two, one, two, three. All right, so like five, I think five, four out of five drives, like from late second quarter until the fourth quarter, there was uh, scoring drives and one missed field goal, which was the the fifty nine yarder, uh, which made no sense. But um, yeah, they they just they really couldn't miss, man. And, and um, he was able to to counter Denver's aggressiveness. On, on the defense with some some well-timed screens. I like the one, that's the Cole Turner, where he was able to, to really dress him up as a, a max blocker and then slip him on the backside um, after Cole really did it really. He asked Cole really did a good job selling the the pressure that he allowed um, before turning it and being able to get that ball and go up go upfield. Um, Brian Robinson, same thing. He had a big gainer on the screen. Antonio Gibson, same thing, big gainer on the screen. Um, I, I think that, what BME was able to do to overcome this deficit um and really and really get Washington uh involved and 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 then Sam Howe being aggressive enough to take some of the shots that you know we look at last week and we're like um while they weren't like 70 yard bombs like last week when you could have hit the Ami on one and you could you you could have had another one later um you're able to be aggressive downfield and in like one of the the one of the best best passes I've seen in a while like being able to fit a pass and triple coverage in the perfect spot and allow a Terry to go get it like that kind of play from an offense and seeing that from a young quarterback, it's like that, that is only, that can only get better. Like some, you may get in trouble some, some weeks, but as, as the weeks go along and you see things like that, somebody who's confident enough to make that throw, um, and, and you give a, a coordinator that's going to set you up to, to allow that to, to, to get your best playmaker a chance to make a play on the ball in the end zone like that, it can only get better, man. So um, I, I really like what they were able to do from an offensive side of the standpoint, from the enemy finding his his uh, his groove and then Sam Howell being confident enough to overcome a, a shaky first uh, first quarter and a half um, and, and really make some plays for this team. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm listening to you while I'm also like reading the, the the comments, and a comment just came in. We got a quarterback, bro. Nah, I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> jump out there and say that, because uh, <laughs> I you you don't have a quarterback. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't have a quarterback. Just just continue to let the season play out. But you do have an offensive coordinator that's going to dial this thing up. And he understands exactly who he is and what he wants to do. Um, you know, I have no problem with how many times that they pass in the first half. You no, know, I did, it's, bro. It's, I it's, it's an accumulation of things. I mean, it's accumulation. It's an accumulation of things. One, it fits within what they wanted to do, their fronts, and they were also down twenty-one-three. So, like, you're you're not you're not. But you, you weren't, weren't down twenty-one. You didn't throw it thirty-three times. When you were down twenty one three, like that, right. that accumulated right. over time, bro. Like you're not down twenty one three, and then you just do it thirty three times. Yeah. You you but have to also, you have to find a way. When you're down, bro, there is no way in hell you can. Anybody should be okay with a young quarterback, bro. 
throwing only rushing you, seven times, bro. But, that but doesn't Mo, make we, any we sense. Gotta, we have to look at the attempts and the play call. Like yo, you're gonna go back and look at the all 22, right? And there's in his scheme and how even Kansas City does it, they use the screen game and the short game as their running game. So yeah, it may look like a lot, but it's like what what do the fans want? Because Scott Turner ran the ball too damn many times. Now no, he didn't. I'm a, I'm a, he, he, he didn't. But I, I'll tell you this, AJ. I'm, like, I'm saying because I, I know people ask. People people made a point to, to say that there were so many different excuses when I, I I point you you even responded to the zone like whatever what 33 to seven it does it doesn't matter how you slice it that's a terrible ratio and that will never come off of that but like the excuses that people said like the offensive line can't block um you said that he don't like his running backs I still don't I don't believe that. I, I can I can think that they don't get no push up front. Like I said that against the Arizona Cardinals. But like there was other angles too. Like the, the run people said that the running backs are trash. Uh all these other things. But but I think when you don't spend time trying to figure out what works with this offensive line and what these running backs can do well, if you don't spend time figuring that out in the game, bro, then you ain't gonna do nothing but hold yourself back from an offensive standpoint oh. and, and to be able to uh, 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 stabilize a drive. Like you're not gonna be able to do that if you why, don't why? give these guys handoffs. And seven, and excuse me, I'll take that back. Not seven because they gave one to Curtis and six six handoffs to Ag and B Rob. That's not gonna. You're not figuring shit out doing stuff like that. Because you don't want to figure it out. You already no, know. You do, bro. That's my no, AJ. They don't, they don't AJ, know. How can you they, they, they if they already know, why are they, why are they toting the ball? Right. He, he finished the game with like 80, 90 yards in the second half, bro. What are we talking because about? Because you, you are now in position to control the game more. You weren't in a position how? to control they, the game. Bro, they ain't taking the lead to the fourth they, quarter, bro. They, but what was the score? You can now get in the play action. You can now do you can do more things. You're playing from behind, but you're we're using about the short early. game to slow down the blitz. AJ, early in the game, they got down in a deficit. And I'm not gonna say it was all because I mean the defense was bad, yes, but offensively, they were literally like dropping back the pass every possession. I mean, every play damn near on those first couple of possessions when it wasn't 21-3. Now, I know, like, you you and a lot of other people say that, oh, well, you know, we don't have the running backs or Eric Bieniemy may not like the running backs. But how do you know that if you aren't actually giving it a chance to work first? Like, when we because see D-Rob see getting carries. Because you see it practice every but, day, bro. But, no, you, know, you know that you don't have That's them dudes right. but, running backs. AJ, come on bro, now. Bro. AJ, see, no, what happened in the second half? But AJ, what happened in the second half? You start getting B Rob carries, he's running off 10 yard carries, and you know, he's wearing down the defense at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, then that makes the offense much easier. Everything else flowed easier after that. But why did it happen? Because of the passing game, because of the high level of attempts. That's the reason why the run <laughs> but we don't know that. That ain't why the run game you opened seen, up, bro. Longest run of his NFL career today. You've seen that. And, and, he, oh, and that's a that's a that's a con- that, he made the play, he made yeah. the play. Bruh, because they passed the ball so damn much. That's why. Like I don't, oh, I personally don't have a problem with it. Like the passing game opened oh, up the bro. run game. Like I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna agree to disagree on that. We will be talking about this every week. But the high issue is AJ. I don't know if I, it opened it up. Okay, how do y'all want to figure out if you have a quarterback or not? No, 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 no. I, I don't even like I don't even like changing narrative like that, bro. Like my whole I'm, point I'm just, is my I'm, whole I'm just, but I'm listen though, my, my listen, my whole point, my whole point about running the football isn't about like because you mentioned Scott Turner. Like Scott Turner, first of all, Scott Turner ran the ball because Ron Rivera told him to. But that's not even that's besides the point. My thing is it's not about it's not about having even a, a 50-50 run pass ratio, but the ratio point blank, when you look at it as a matter of fact, 33 passes or 30 passes to seven rush attempts bro is a terrible ratio it's not about like oh it needs to be if you have 37 plays it needs to be 20 20 rushes and 17 and 17 i mean excuse me 20 passes and 17 rushes i'm saying you need to find if you're going to run the ball and 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 obviously they are you need to find out as soon as it's, it's week two like you need to figure out what works well bro so you can try to find some chemistry moving forward like you have playmakers in Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson in their own right. How do you use these guys? Antonio Gibson, he's more effective in space. So how do you get him to the perimeter? How do you even get him in space with the screens? Like they did a really good job setting up the screens for him. 
but Brian Robinson, somebody who works best inside, like he can work in between the guards and the uh, and the, the guard and center. Like those are those are some things that excuse me in, in between the tackles. Like those are things that if you don't sit here and figure out what block scheme works best up front to allow these guys to make plays, bro, then that is what it is. Like we're not even but talking on, about the why, fact that why, Brian, like why? this offensive line. Was it was the reason why they weren't even gener- they weren't even generating moving in the first place? It's not the oh, running back that they, that's not getting the yards, bro. Why why do you need to figure that out in the games? Why can't you have already figured it they, out beforehand? It's kind of like they, it's kind of like Cody. Think about Cody Barton. Do we still need to figure out that he is shit at linebacker? <laughs> Should we just continue giving more games? It's not it's that's, but, that's, but, that's, but to but, your point, AJ, they, they, they like him in practice. They like him in practice. No, they did it because they had him on the second he's unit starting. at some point. He's starting. He's starting now. He's starting now just because. He's starting just because, but he's not doing anything. He's like, starting because they like him at practice. All, That's all, why he's all starting. I, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, Eb is a former running back. He wants to run the ball, but he obviously does not believe in the guys that he has in the running back room. I don't. There's buy a reason it. why in two games. In two in in two games. In two games, what how many how many passing attempts did they have against Carolina in the first half? You said who? Carolina. I mean, oh, not Carolina, but the Arizona Cardinals. Because we already know that they had 30 plus against Denver today. And I believe they probably had 25 plus against the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know. Um, he had 31 yeah. pass attempts against the Cardinals. Okay, so He's he's creating the identity of his team. He wants to be a pass first offense. There's nothing wrong with being pass first, but it doesn't. It like there's a difference between being pass first and having a a a, 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 a m. Uh, so are you word? more concerned um, about the ratio or the fact that there was no production coming from the running? If game? you're not, if you're not, so there, it's a mix. It's a mix. If if you're saying what I'm more concerned about, I think that in order to even in order to even find a rhythm, like Brian Robinson is a rhythm guy. Like you can't just hijack the snaps and give it and, and say, Pat, Sam, how we're going to get you as many snaps as possible. I'm excuse me, as many throws as possible so we can get his offense moving. Brian Robinson needs the, he needs to toast so he can find his rhythm. Like it, like there, matter of fact, but it's, that's not even surprising. Like most running backs need touches to find a rhythm, to get their rhythm. Like everybody can't just be a home run hitter. Like you got, you have to find a way to get, you, but even if you're even if you aren't a home run hitter, you can still find a way to be effective in the offense. And if you're not a home run hitter, you probably need those touches to figure things out. Adrian Peterson, he was a home run hitter, but he wasn't going to do nothing for you if you only gave him fucking seven to ten rushing attempts a game. Like hey, he, he need like if, 15, 17, if, maybe if, 15 if, plus. If, hey, if Eric Bienemy had an Adrian Peterson and even half of that, he would get fucking 35 carries in the game. He don't even have that. So you don't need to have where, Adrian Peterson though, bro. Like that, what are we talking bro, about? You don't yeah, he doesn't need to have that, but there is no explosiveness in the running game overall. Today I watched the game earlier, the Packers and the Falcons. Both of their running backs had over 15 plus carries. B. John Robinson finished the game with probably 126 yards rushing, and in the passing game, almost about 50 uh receiving yards on five receptions, and uh Aguilar, however you want to call him. He had about maybe 19, 20 oh, carries. Like, yeah. Like, but all the Smith end of is day, known to run the ball. He comes from Tennessee. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. but also they would put it, Desmond Ritter was still being put in bad positions for having to have for having to create plays in the passing game. Either way, it's like, wh- what do we want from him? Like, do you want him to run the ball and guys average two yards? Or do you want That's Sam Howe to be in more control of the game and him create his identity for his team? Which obviously, so far it's not, we see that he wants to be a pass, a pass first team. I just think it's not that black and white, bro. Like it's not like do you want either or. I think it it can be it can be a more uh uh it could be a better focus on that 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 run game. Excuse me, not the offensive line, but it could be a more focus on that run game. Like it's not impossible to sit here and look at a, a coordinator and know and or, or be aware that he got carried away passing the ball too much. Like that's where, it, like, you, especially with the offensive line having the, their their issue with pressure off rip in, the, in that first half. Like that's where what all four of their sacks, if I'm not mistaken, that's where all four of the sacks came from. Like it was all first half issues. So like that's that's my thing. Like and 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 it even shows you in the second half when you have just nine pass attempts, what they were really trying to get done. Like they were toting the rock in that second half for a reason. 
and 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 that's where it's like I don't, I don't understand like this whole narrative about um one about the running backs but then secondly sure i don't like pass first is one thing that's gonna be it that's gonna for everybody that's gonna be a culture change for people who are used to us running the football a lot like but that was out of default um so a, a pass first offense is going to look different like off by nature that's that's fine that doesn't mean run the ball or excuse me i'm, I'm throwing out numbers this ain't literally stats for from the game this doesn't mean throw the ball 40 times and just run it 10 times and say i can win with this like that doesn't work bro like, you, you still have to figure things out you have talent in your backfield you got to figure out how to get them involved and that's that's kind of where i am and, and, and let me just say this. I, I think I know where Eric Bieniemy is going with this. And I, I get it. I, I do. I, I do think that he believes that having an aggressive passing attack is the best way to know what you have and, and kind of develop Sam Howell in a sense. But at the same time, it's kind of like, let's kind of go with the flow of the game instead of going with, you know, your preconceived notions of what you wanted him to be from the beginning of the season because i didn't think early on that it was helping sam a lot when he was just running the ball every play because sam now sam was having decent moments early in the game you know he was moving the ball and you know they would get down to you know maybe the 30 to 20 yard line and they're still passing the ball then a sack happens or he's throwing the ball and it's getting batted at the line of scrimmage or something and some of those plays you're like oh they could have ran the ball right there because they were passing the ball pretty well and then it's like but if you keep passing every play you know, eventually a young quarterback's going to make a mistake or something bad's going to happen on offense. And that's what happened early on. And it kept happening. Like, and I thought he just could have mixed it up a little bit more with the run game. Not, and, and like Maltz's point, I'm not saying he could have went out there with a 50-50 run game. No, no. I want to pass more than I want to run. Yes, trust me. I do as a fan and as someone who watches the game and studies the game and sees other teams play, you see that the, the NFL is a passing league. We don't want 50-50 running, but you do want to be able to mix those up. Like, I think it was the first or second drive. I could be wrong, but I got to go back and watch. I know it was like early on, they ran one play, and then they just pass, 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 until they made a mistake. And then that's when you've seen, you know, the mistakes happen and we couldn't score for whatever reason. But again, I want to see him mix it up within the flow of the game versus just going into it saying, I'm just going to have Sam drop back, drop back, drop back. Because I do think that that can hurt the team overall in the game. But hey, he adjusted and he did it in both games. Eric being adjusted. I think that's both the most games. important thing. Yes. Being able yes. to adjust like it, when you, yes. you got the floor quick. No, I was just going to say, he did that in both games. He adjusted in the Cardinals game. He adjusted today in the Broncos game. So I love that from Eric Bien. He didn't just stick with, you know, what he wanted to do in the first half. He adjusted, and we won both games because he adjusted. So, hey, it is what it is. But going forward, I would like to see him adjust the, to the flow of the game earlier. But, hey, I'm not mad at the results at the end of the day. Yeah, um, a couple of things from – actually from Washington um, – Magic brought up a good point. Scored 35 points. We haven't seen that in years. That's a fact. Um, Washington put this out. 35 points was the most since 2020. Um, an 18-point road comeback was the largest since 1990. And then, as we all know, Washington uh, is 2-0 for the first time since 2011. Um, the Rex Grossman years, man. The ones, the ones that made us, <laughs> the ones that made us uh, very, very, uh, very frustrated. With with a quarterback who who really just didn't give no fucks about you know <laughs> who he was hey, throwing to, bro. Ma, let's tell Jay Tyler that they didn't even try to run in the first half. Jay Tyler's comment said, the "I'm not, the yeah, game. I, I gave him, yeah, I gave him, I ain't really." Yeah, he said they didn't. Yeah, no, they didn't try to run Jay Tyler the first half. So we don't know if they could run. run. The that wasn't the flow. <laughs> they didn't care to run the football. Um, I think that was pretty evident. Like when you have seven fucking rushing jumps, like. Um, but anyway, but anyway, man, um, do we have anything extra with this with this game? Like off our immediate thoughts, uh, we, we talked about Chase Young. Um, it's kind of it's so interesting seeing when people join the show. First off, everybody that's listening and watching live, appreciate y'all joining. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe button if you're not subscribed to the channel. Um, but it's interesting when people come on uh, and join it because I don't know when he was around. Uh, but but we we got through a lot of conversation before we got to uh, a debate about running the football. <laughs> um. Uh, John, so appreciate you checking in. Uh, but we were able to talk about Chase Young and Montez Sweat uh, early on. Uh, Deron Payne had another outstanding game. I think that secondary, we, we talked about that as well. Um, the the blunder from Cheeseman, um, I, I don't I don't know what to think about that moving forward in terms of like Ron's side. I, I think 
honestly, when it when it comes to a draft pick, it's going to be hard for him to sit here and, and cut it. But like, I honestly didn't even get to see a replay of like the snap. I just heard the broadcast talk about how bad like the bad snap. So I didn't even see it. I personally didn't see the replay. I don't know if they showed it. Um, but like yeah, there they, was they didn't they didn't show it. But I think uh, just what the announcer said, and then also if if you are on Twitter too. Uh, some of the beat recorders that are actually at the game. Were, were oh, they must have showed a replay then. Okay. All right. Um, offensively, I, I think we do have some conversations about the – I mean, Randy Gregory is a good pass rusher, and, and I like that. I like – I think 46 is the linebacker that they sent on the blitz. Um, but anyway, uh, what what was his name? Nick Nick Benito. Yeah, that Oklahoma. guy. That guy. Um, so, like, that, that offensive line is going to be – like, I think we kind of know that it's, it's not perfect. It's not like a – excuse me, let me be clear because that's even that's that's even cutting into some slack. Um, this is like an above-average offensive line, and, and, and that's even debatable. We got to kind of figure things out as we move forward, but um, that pressure was able to get to them early. Um, against Buffalo, I don't – I think we're avoiding Von Miller still because I think he's on IR, so – um, I don't know what that Buffalo pass rush is going to look like, but um, I, I think offensively, the offensive line is really going to be like a major um, monitoring situation because I don't know how far – like we can go as far as they go, if that makes sense. Because um, me and Sam to yeah, that you degree. You ain't going to go too far if, if that's your starting tackles because if anybody can bend off that edge, they are getting to Sam Howell. Yeah, they wanted to that's, find a way to that's, some help. that's that's pretty much what it is with Wiley and Leno, and I don't even get upset at it no more. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just like, whoever's going against them, if they can bend, they're gonna get to the quarterback. Yep, Amani's right. Ten different receivers caught a pass today. Um, honestly, man, last I, I think I my last thoughts. Uh, I want to end the conversation with how. Um, we we barely touched on them. We were talking about coordinator things and and obviously the running backs and, and the defense. Um, but but I like what I. It's hard to not sit here and say that you you don't like what you see from a young quarterback, man. Um, I remember a conversation. I'm, I'm gonna mess up the quote, so I'm not gonna say verbatim. But it was a conversation that somebody, one of the the, the players, offensive players, had for uh related to Sam and how he really doesn't get phased like he's an even even kill player when there's positive things going on and negative things going on around him and for for how to face a 21-3 deficit in his first road game and and not only stay composed like that first down that he picked up on the ground bro like that was big that that was a, a a very big moment for Washington and for him to to stay composed throughout the the from the start of the game to the to the end of the game and lead Washington to this comeback win or help lead Washington to this comeback win. Um, I, I think like that's the makings of a person who can only get better with growing confidence. I don't know if he's going to be able to iron out some of the mistakes. Like um, I, I, early on, he missed Jahan Dotson over the middle on a third and long. And that was a byproduct. He, he held the ball, like past the point in which he should have passed the point in which he should have got rid of it. Excuse me. Um, So like, there's going to be some things where it's like, can he can he get to the point where he can like eliminate those flaws from his game? We don't know just yet. It's three games in, but I think his his resiliency um, is is something to be uh, encouraged about as we move forward with him throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, I'll get my final game thoughts, man. Game balls, first off, man. I got to give Sam Howell a game ball on offense. I mean, <laughs> like I said, oh, I thought Dre was gonna skip over Sam Howell. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm giving Sam Howell credit because I mean, I was on Sam Howell early on again. I was, you know, I, I was a bit unfair, but I was also upset. You know, I'm angry because it's 21 3 and I'm pissed it was, at everyone. It was bad, bro. Yes, it bad. yes. It, was, it started off bad. No one's happy when that happens. But again, if you can lead your team back and score, end up scoring 35 points in this game and leading your team to a victory, Sam Howell gets all the credit. As a young quarterback, I mean, that just shows so much resiliency, as, as I stated earlier in the show. 
for him to do what he did. I mean, he was cool, calm, and collected. I mean, he could have folded early on, especially with the lead, what, what it was early on, but he didn't. He came out, he made some tough throws. Again, that touchdown to Terry McCorn, I thought that was a great throw by him. You know, it was a great, you know, he, he was confident. He showed a lot of confidence in himself to be able to come up and make that throw, and he was just leading this That's offense. That's the FU throw, as, bro. Yes, absolutely. He knew, he knew his arm, and he knew who he had down the field to throw that ball to. And he got in, in a couple of other scoring drives. I mean, he was just leading scoring drives back to back on that in that second half. I mean, to close that game out pretty much. And then the overall game ball for me, again, it goes to Jamie Davis, man. I mean, for him to change that game um, around the way he did with that forced fumble. And again, he also made a play later in that game that was pretty huge at, um, and uh, towards the goal line against Denver. But I mean, he changed the game. I mean, that that changes the game for everybody on that team. So shout out to Jamin Davis and Sam Howell. And I am ecstatic to be 2-0. I wasn't that happy last week after the Cardinals game. I mean, of course, I'm happy to be 1-0. But I didn't know how to feel because it was the Cardinals. And I felt like maybe we should have started out a little bit better. But this game makes me feel really good, I mean, about the win because – it's a road game. You're down 21-3, and you're starting off 2-0. I mean, as a fan, I couldn't ask for anything more, to be honest with you, to going into this Buffalo game week three. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, when it comes to Sam Howell, man, you know, he pretty much looks like his take from UNC, uh, up and down. You know, he's going to have those moments where you're like, okay, dude, dude can really can ball, and then you're going to have other moments like, what were you thinking there? Um but at the same token, I gotta remind myself this is only his his third his third NFL start. Um, you know, hopefully he starts to get the ball out quicker and just trusting his eyes and and not hesitating and realize that he doesn't have forever in the pocket. This is no longer UNC. This is the NFL. Like that clock needs to be ticking, or you could see more strip sack fumbles. Um, and things of that nature, but I like what Eric Bieniemy did. I like that he exposed them to the elements, the elements of being pass rush, the elements of being in certain downs and, and, and passing the ball. I think the the major thing for this team overall that you want to find out is: Do you have a quarterback, or do you need to go get one next year? So I'm I'm perfectly fine with high number of pass attempts. I don't need to see Gibson running in the back of his guards. Um, <laughs> or whatever, you know, uh, at the end of the day, I think that Sam Howe made some, some great, some great, um, some great plays. And there's some things that you, you probably wish you could, could have back. Um, I also say shout out to Logan Thomas for, you know, getting concussed, but still holding on to the ball. Like, I mean, that was a major play. Like there, that's one of the plays where if, if he doesn't hold on to that, that play right there, I mean, that ball right there, they don't win this game because that was a fourth down, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he and, got flagged too, but you're not, you know, so it would have been a first down. Oh, yeah, it would have been a first down, but who, not, nothing in this league is guaranteed down there. Uh, so, um, overall, I want to also uh, congratulate Chase Young on coming back. And, and like I seen the stat pop, populate his first sack in, in 701 days. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that this team also doesn't win this game on the defensive side without Chase Young. Um, I think Chase Young is pretty elite in diagnosing plays, especially screen plays, uh, and he's excellent in the run game. And I think you've seen the difference between him and a James Smith-Williams or Tuhill. Um, you know, once he kind of got into his groove in the second half after not initially starting the game, You've seen this this defense firing off even even more. Uh, you've seen them playing with more aggression. You've seen the cornerbacks also, you know, feeling like they could come up and, and make those attempts on the ball or, or be more aggressive. Um, and then I guess my last shout out of game ball go to Eric Bieniemy. I think that you know the way that he called the game, how it flowed, and and also everything that he's done throughout the throughout the offseason, prepared them for this opportunity to be down 21-3 and to make a comeback. I think he preached the resiliency, he preached, you know, being perfectionist and preached about, you know, consistently pushing forward or whatever. And, no, we damn sure ain't giving no game ball to Coach Ron Rivera. You know exactly why, Hawk, because all he does is manage the game and he managed to give Denver three points 
by going for that attempt, 59 yards with Joey Sly. When the defense was firing, all he had to do was punt the ball and, and let the defense go out there and do their thing. Instead, you know, uh, you put them in a situation where it could have been it could have been seven over three. You know, thankfully it was three. AJ, so just so I understand you, let me ask you this. So anything good that happens is Eric Bieniemy, and everything bad is Ron Rivera, right? No, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 not it's not like it's it's not like it's a black coach thing or Eric Bieniemy thing. I like Eric Bieniemy as a coach, but I just see the difference in this team. Like, I mean, we've been watching Washington football our whole lives. You feel me? Like, if Eric Bieniemy is not on the staff this year, and let's say it was still Scott Turner, this team, if you asked me earlier in the conversation, 21-3, what was I thinking, and Scott Turner was the OC, I would have went and did something else with my day. I would have went walk around the park, uh, feed the birds, <laughs> something else. Like, if Scott Turner was the OC. But, you know, I know Eric B. Enemy's back there. I know he's going to dial up something. And I know once they, they started clicking and scoring points that the defense is going to rally behind that. Um, but I mean, with Ron Rivera, what can I give him credit for? He don't, he don't coach the defense or the offense. He just managed the game and he poorly managed the game. Uh, Riverboat Ron, Titanic Ron. I, ain't gonna lie. I don't think going. it was, I, I think he had one bad, he had one bad mishap, bro. That was a goddamn one sober. bad, bro. That, what do you mean? Like in that situation, you would never do that. You would never, AJ, AJ, what, why, why you, why'd you, why'd you, why'd you react that way? I just said it was a bad mishap. I literally just said it was bad. Bruh. That's it. Bruh. Bruh. How do you say he poured? You said one bad. Was... You yeah, said one bad. They they did they executed the two minute situation in the first half. Well, they their last their last few drives, even that whole second half, they managed the time well in that second drive. I mean, excuse me, not second drive, that second half. Like, I'm not going. I'm not going to sit here and give him a game ball because that's that's going to be hard to do. But I'm not going to sit here and say he <laughs> he managed it poorly. He had one bad mistake, and that wasn't even time management. That was just a bad situation. Right. Situational. Play. What, what about the two point conversion, AJ? What about the two point conversion? Who's hold, that? Hold on, on, before we before we get to the two point conversion, his one bad is his only opportunity. So it's like if you don't have that's if you don't have only, that's the only opportunity he messed up on. Like he, bro, he don't only do nothing. He don't coach the office. He don't coach the defense. So, when so, you have the so his only decision, his only decision was was it, <laughs> when, when they're going to punt it. That was the only decision he had throughout the whole. How game. many opportunities did he have all game to manage it for real? Like if we say I'm the two nah, we're version, not, I'm that's, asking that's you. I'm basic, asking you. So he, he, the path. only thing that he had to do, only thing he had to do today was decide whether to kick the field goal or punt. Bruh, it. The only thing Ron had a decision to make on today was should we punt this ball or go for a 59 yard kick that's it that's all, said, that's, all, that's all he had to do today <laughs> i mean what else did he do today <laughs> all right man um i'm gonna go i'm, I'm gonna saying, go i just want i just want to know <laughs> i ain't gonna lie to you bro i think that's a little bit that i said a little bit i think that's beyond unreasonable bro like this it's a whole game it's a whole game worth of things to talk about but we can't we can't the only the only thing anyone else would try to say is a two-point conversion, but it's basic math. You're trying to get it to a seven-point game. Like so all right, AJ, then if, if Ron Rivera only had this one decision that we're upset about and angry about, and this was his worst decision, then what what was the rest of the game on? Like who 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 was that on? I'm just it was trying to be enemy and Jack Del Rio. <laughs> okay, all right. Because they they call in the plays, they they dialing it up. They understanding what they going against. Like that. That's that's my whole thing. Like, if you're gonna be a game managing head coach, like properly manage those situations with the the quality control people you have, the analytics, all those things. Like, yeah, if you want to say I hate Ron Rivera, fuck it, I hate him. Like, I hate him. <laughs> if that's what you want to say, I don't care. But it's like <laughs> if you if you're going to be a head coach that does not call plays. In those situations, you have to be mindful of what you do because that game could have easily swung a whole different way. He took the momentum away from his team by missing that kick and putting them in that situation. It's just that they were lucky that Denver scored three instead of seven. All right. Um, my I got a couple game balls, man. Eric being to me, uh, Jamin Davis, you don't really even get back into the game if it ain't for Jamin. Um, that's that's who starts things off for Washington. 
Um, and then my man B Rob, bro. Um, Sam Howe is an easy. That's a layup. So I'm gonna leave that for everybody else. If you all want to give game balls in the chat, man, let people know uh, what y'all are thinking. You can give one. You can give three. Um, doesn't even matter. But that's where I'm leaving mine. I already know Sam Howe balled out. But uh, look, man, I'm about to get. I'm about to start giving the spotlight to these running backs, Brad, because this shit is getting crazy. Uh, but that shit, Charles Ono mentioned at the end of the game, he said this about how people were feeling around the locker room on the team. Quote, unquote, I'm telling you, it feels different. I just feel like this team, we're resilient. We just find ways to win. It doesn't matter what the score is. It doesn't matter what the situation is. It's all about getting the W. Um, but that's and it, man. That's what and, and what's the difference? Eric B. Enemy. Thank you. Let's wrap up the show. <laughs> let's 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 wrap up the show, man. Um, but listen, appreciate everybody who checked in live, man. To this point, uh, amazing conversation in the chat, um, and, and everybody who's been tuning in and con- contributing to the show live. So uh, we will be back on Tuesday to break down or, or give our final thoughts on the game and anything else that's unfolded afterwards. Uh, and then back on Thursday for the Bills and ooh, two. So that's gonna be a that's gonna be an amazing matchup, fellas. Bills and Commanders. I can't believe it, man. I hope y'all showing up to the Commanders game. I'm going to be at home, but I, I need the fan base to show up for the, for the game, man. So, uh, that's going to wrap it up for us. Y'all enjoy y'all evening. Enjoy the Sunday night game. Watch him throw the ball, we gon' pick it off You gon' let him hit the hole or you gon' cut it off You gon' play through fourth and long or you gon' punt it off Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight You the type to wanna win by any means, right? You should look alive, this is Trap or Dive Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.